0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a class from our 2022 Elul Learning Series.
1: We're going to work together this evening as we work our way through this conversation about friendship, storytelling, and bridge building. We've heard and felt a lot of fracture at TBA, and we'd like to work together to hear each other's stories and to tell some stories from our 1LA nonpartisan work to help some of the brokenness in our society. We'd like to start by asking each of us to briefly introduce ourselves to the group. So you am going to say your name and how you're affiliated with uh, Temple Bethan or Pressman Academy. And uh, since we all end up in different funny-looking Zoom boxes uh, randomly relative to each other, I, I'll call you out as I go through, and I'll start with myself. I'm Henry Morgan. I've been with Temple Betham since I joined the Library of Minion in 1981. Um, I've been engaged in various different Temple Beth roles over the years, and I've been the chauffeur coordinator for the last two-plus decades And I got involved with 1LA about seven years ago or so. Uh, Denise, why don't you go next?
2: I'm Denise. Um, I've been at Betham a little over 10 years. I rarely make it to services, but I'm more involved in like classes and committees and things like that where I don't have to wake up early. Um, And I love Betham, and I'm a big fan of 1LA as well.
3: I'm glad you guys are here. Gary? I'm Gary Bacharach. I've been involved with a member of Temple Beth-On since 2000 2000 2017 around 2020 2012 or at least, I forgot. 99, Um, 1999. 99, (laughs) close, 2000. Um, And um, I've been involved with One L.A. for approximately four, four or five years now and enjoying the process.
1: Do you want to tell us about yourself, Ari, or do you want us to jump over you? Okay, we'll jump over Ari for now. Miriam, you need unmute. Mute never stops me from talking.
4: And I was born into a congregation beth in Chicago, and I've been at beth L.A. a long, long time and I'm a retired teacher of the deaf and I've been involved in one LA when, when rabbi Susan started connection with them, and I love what it
1: does. Anything else? No, we'll go on to Barry and Kathy. Oops.
5: Um, I think we're unmuted already. Okay. Can you hear us?
6: Um, so I, I was, muted the whole time. um, I was, uh, part of 1LA back in 1988, 89. I don't
7: know, my oldest daughter was in junior, junior high. Um, so I was on the education committee and for about five or six years and then kind of
6: flitted in and out a little bit, um, after that for house, uh, meetings and then, um, I got jobs that I just couldn't do anything during the day, so I stopped. Um, but we've been members since 1981, and um, we're part of Library Union um, mostly. And
5: uh, yeah, and Barry was part of Mr. So I, I, I grew up here. It was originally Olympic Jewish Temple and Center. Left for many years trying to find out uh, what's going on, what's what what is means religious and so on. And eventually we came back and we parked ourselves here. Uh, long short of the long story, um, in my memory, people never spoke to each other this way. What we're doing now, it was like don't ask, don't tell, and everybody kind of you know performed on the exterior, but never didn't really have honest conversations. And I, I think this is the most healthy thing we're doing here. Uh, we're trying to have healthy communications among our members. And, and listening, and listening um, to each other. I think this is the most healthy thing that's ever happened in my entire history of the Okay,
1: Nancy? Hi, I,
8: let's see. I was at Beth Mom as a child. I had my bat mitzvah here. And then I too, like Barry, left for a while, raised my kids elsewhere. At a different synagogue, and I think it was 96, uh, came back because my daughter actually wanted something that was a little more observant. Uh, yeah, I can't even tell you when I started with 1LA, but uh, Robert was our organizer, and it was Rabbi Susan Leiter, so a long time ago. That's the Susan I was talking about, too.
1: <laughs> Paula? Hi,
9: I'm Paula Perlman. Welcome. Um, you know, I started going to the Library Minion when my daughter, who's now 32, was a baby. Um, and I, and with 1LA for a long time. And now I go to the Library Minion and, and uh, Baitina. And like Denise, I like the classes a lot. And I see some of my, um, movie, our, our Sunday night movie group on as well, which is really fun. Ooh.
6: Annette. Well, I actually haven't been part of one one LA, one LA. Um I'm Annette Berman. I've been a member well, I've been in California, Los Angeles from nineteen forty seven. I went I went to Mount Vernon Junior High when it was Mount Vernon Junior High before it became Johnny Cochran Jr. High and spoiled my A-9, uh, graduation song, uh, the words to the A-9 graduation song and graduated from LA High. And, uh, my family, uh, and uh, my husband and I were members of, uh, Morgan David And, uh, that was my synagogue. Uh, but, uh, when we, uh, uh try to uh, form an egalitarian uh uh minion uh once a month uh with uh rabbi uh artson help and and the interns uh from uh aju uh i was removed from the board very unceremoniously and uh so, uh, we came to Temple Beth Am. And, uh, one of our first things that we were doing at Temple Beth Am is that we were uh, members of the Tuesday Morning Minion. Before, of uh, the Daily Minion was egalitarian. And, uh, everybody who knew my husband, Abe, uh, understood that Abe never was a worked very late. He went into his office late. He worked late. So I would be there. I think we were meeting at six thirty or seven o'clock or something like that in the morning. So Abe would be coming home from his office, which was over on Oceania, and I would be there, and we would make up twenty percent of the Tuesday morning minions. And then afterwards, I guess uh, we were nominated as a Representatives from the synagogue, and
1: uh, we need to we need to just make it a little bit briefer. Keep going. Well,
6: I I think that's it. I think if you go to the library minion at one time,
1: you heard me. Very good, Diane. I'm Diane Schiershow,
4: and um, I'm mainly part of the library minion i
2: uh also try to get to daily evening union I should say uh you know a few times a week as well uh I've been active with one l a with Rabbi lighter, i think you know shortly after it all started, and I've uh, been very active in social action at uh temple Bethan.
6: so that's what I do
1: Lori, <laughs> you're next hi
6: everybody.
4: i'm Laurie Harrison <clears throat> excuse me um I have been attending the Library Minion um for over thirty years, probably thirty-five years, something like that. My kids went and um I can't believe it's been that long.
5: Okay.
4: Bonnie? And Bonnie Shelf was one of my daughter's teachers.
7: Yes, I got involved with uh Beth Am when I Got my teaching job after my MAED at the UJ in 1987. And uh, although I raised my children at a different synagogue, we were, became active here. And uh, we, Larry and I enjoyed the Beitenu, Beit, as it was called then, because many of my students uh, and their parents were there. And so that's what got me there. Uh, I was an active member of uh, the Bikor Cholim committee here for many. Uh, that also got me to the past 20 years working in the palliative care department at UCLA Hospital. So, although I'm not a member of 1LA, I believe in reaching out to the community, and that's one of the ways that I do it.
1: Okay, very good.
9: Marlise? Hi, everybody. Um, Marlise Backrack, and um, along with Gary, have been members here uh, over 20 years, usually attend Bay Tenu, also. Our- Kids were also at uh, Pressman
4: Academy in their 20s now. I've been involved with WLA eight or
9: more years. I, I remember going to some things when Rabbi Leiter was here, which has been 10 years. I don't know if I was actually involved, per se, then, but it's been a while.
10: Thanks, Henry. Um, so, um I got involved in Beth-a-m, uh 22 years ago uh, when my daughter got put in Pressman, and uh, I resented very much the fact that I had to actually belong to the synagogue in order to be able to put my daughter in the school. But then we uh, we, we we got sucked into the Pressman thing with the wonderful parents and the wonderful Classmates and, um, and then, uh, the death of my mother brought me to the Daily Minion, which brought me to the Library Minion. Um, I loved and spent many years at the, uh, the Library Minion, uh, because I, I, I generally do like chaos and, and, and I always, I always thought the Library Minion, my, my statement about it was, you know, um, uh, you could always count on the possibility of a train wreck at any moment. At the library minion, but as my wife would point out, she said, "But you could also count at any moment on the possibility of something remarkable happening at the library minion," and that's truly why I loved it. Um, uh, I, for various reasons, got involved in various things that ultimately led to my being the president of the synagogue, um, which was one of the most gratifying experiences that I've had in my life. Um, again, my wife was the one that kind of said. Um, you you have to do this. And so I did. And I and, and it was it was fantastic. Um, I've heard of one L.A. Um, uh, I've never really participated at all. Uh, Denise is the one that kind of uh, brought it up and uh, and said, well, well, wait a minute. We ought we ought to talk about this. I love the concept of it. Um, and uh, I'd love to see if we can uh, if 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 I can be a part of uh, of helping make something work with that um and so thank you denise and um and for for putting that bug in my ear um and that's it okay robert good evening everyone i'm robert hu i work for 1la as the lead organizer and uh, i've worked for the the IAF since 2005 i think my first meeting at temple betham was i'm going to say 2010 so I've known some of you for 12 years. It's really hard to believe, uh, but it's been wonderful. So it's great to be with you tonight.
5: Tyson. Hi, my name is Tyson. Um, and this is, even if we don't do anything else good the rest of the evening, this is so nice, just getting to <laughs> hear everyone introduce themselves. Um, I I always remember when I joined Bethon because we got married um, by Rabbi Rembaum. And with paying the rabbi, you get a free one-year membership, which is a really smart marketing tool. Um So we've been members since 2001. We haven't gotten any more free memberships since then. Um I'm the current vice president of social action and I mostly do the refugee stuff, but I try to do at least a couple of One LA things every year because um I think it's a really fantastic program.
1: All right. I, I
4: muted myself. Hi. So uh Alan and I have been members of the Library Minion actually for about the last 15 years. Thanks partially to Annette and Abe, who gave us a wonderful welcome when we first came to the Library Minion. And um, I just wanted to kind of ditto what Avi said. So those are some of my comments too. Not so much about the
0: Library Minion, but why I am sitting here tonight.
1: Thank you. Marcy.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Marcy Mannaker. I've been affiliated with Temple Betham for about 36 years now. I um, When I first moved to Los Angeles, immediately joined, actually based on the recommendation of <laughs> Rabbi Brad Arts, and we were all going to Minyan Hamakif in New York at Anshe Chesed and said, OK, so we're moving to Los Angeles. Where should we go? And he drew a dot where Betham was and said, well, in a radius from here, you want to end up at the Library Minion. So that is, in fact, what happened for about, um, for the first bunch of years until I had kids and sent them to a school. Um Well, I sent them to Sinai, Akiba. We're being funny when we say another synagogue. So we went, so, uh, and then became involved with Sinai Temple. In fact, I'm very involved with Sinai Temple, but have maintained my associate membership at Beth Am because my soul is still called to Beth Am. And even during COVID, after watching, you know, you have two Jews and three opinions, Well, I have one Jew with two synagogues. So I'll attend the Sinai on on, uh, YouTube and then immediately switch over and can still catch much of the Beth Am service, (laughs) because you start a little bit later and end a little bit later than Sinai. So today I got the email from Paula and have not been a part of 1LA, but thought, well, that looks interesting. So here I am. Thank you.
1: Welcome. Esther. Are you there, Esther? Okay. How about uh, Renee?
4: I I've heard of that uh, of um, one LA, and I'm just very interested to hear more about it. That's why okay. I'm here.
2: Okay.
1: Thank you, Esther. Renee.
2: One, I have been a
8: Bethel member since I was a little girl. My parents have been involved. I probably am one of the only people under. 80 that still attends main
1: sanctuary services. It's at Bethom since they were crawling and had Donnie's teacher. Renee, your microphone uh, volume is, is fading in and out. Maybe oh, sorry. Closer to it. That's all.
8: I'm involved in a lot of chesed projects unofficially, I guess, more so than officially at Bethom. Um, and I've been in classes and things with Denise and with. Paula and decided to see what this is all about.
1: Very good. AJ.
5: Alan Can you hear me? Yes.
11: Okay. Um hi, I'm AJ Hoppel, and, and that will tell you that stands for Anita Joe. Um, I moved to west side of Los Angeles in nineteen ninety five and was introduced to Abe and Annette. Um, I had joined Mug and David as a result of their Should Minyan. Minion. Um, and I left Mug and David for reasons of my own, um, at approximately the same time that they did. Um I had purchased a house actually very close um to Bethon and uh um Visited Bethum several times. I was synagogue hopping. And this was at a time when Bethlehm was just starting to figure out that it needed to reach out to people and and not be quite so clickish, I think. Um, so Annette encouraged me to come downstairs to the library minion, and I did. Um Jerry Krautman was kind enough to let me sit in his area which was didn't have a whole lot of perfume and cologne so that I could breathe. It was always nice to see uh, uh, the same smiling faces on a Shabbos morning. I got hooked. um, Really, when my father passed away, I started coming to Daily Minion and I was fortunate enough to study with um, Cantor Lipton um, and If someone added on the survey for Beth Am, I write, you know, the primary service that I would attend is still today, the Daily Minion. Um, I used to float around a lot more. Now I'm pretty much every Shabbat at at, put in an appearance, at least at Library Minion, because I am a gabai there. Um, I started attending. One L.A. meetings with Rabbi Leiter um, as soon as she started going to their their meetings, She went to a conference, got uh, informed about One L.A., came back and informed Rabbi Rembaum. He said yes. Um, the board took a vote and we started attending their meetings. And it was through that that um, we were introduced to Robert Who? Good to see you again, Robert.
1: That's it. Thank you. Tybal, who's, who's our most remote attendee today.
12: Oh, yes. For people who don't know, I know some of you. I'm in Maryland. I, in the pandemic, I have an adult child who belongs to a synagogue in England. And the first High Holy Days in the pandemic, Rabbi Kleekfeld gave some talks. And I was very taken with what he said. So I looked at his shul and started coming. I'm a daily evening minion regular. I'm a Shabbos regular. I study, um, and there's such an extraordinary wealth of offerings. I'm now in my second year of being, officially it's called affiliate member, not out of town, and I did realize fairly quickly, um, which for me was a nice association. I used to go to a Judaic educators conference, which often was in the month of August, so Judaic educators came, but clergy did not. But there was one clergy member, a rabbi, who came all the time, and he and I used to sit together in sessions because we shared a sense of humor, and that was Danny Pressman. And I realized fairly quickly that, you know, it, the Pressman thing was Danny's, I think Pressman is named after Danny's father. May his memory be for blessing. Anyway, so that's my association. And I came, why did I come? I know one LA, one l a is local, but this was part of the l o learning, and anything that has storytelling in the title grabs me.
1: okay, thank you so I'm going to quickly uh, share this agenda, which we're working through um, and introductions took a little longer than i expected but i'm but i'm happy we did it just like barry said i think it's very important that we kind of know who each other are that's part of what this evening is about so i'm going to turn this over now to Paula for a grounding and i'm going to go ahead and place this agenda in the chat so that we have access to it later okay
9: Thank you everyone, welcome. This is really, uh, a, it's already rich to get to know other people or get to know you like I know you, but I don't know that this is when you join the shul and or anything like that. So our covenant, our intention for this evening is uh, based from a couple teachings from Yael Levy, uh, from A Way In and from Rabbi, Rabbi David Kasher from ECAR, uh, As we Temple Beth Am folks talk about what brings us together and in the true 1LA style, what agitates us into action during it, where we're called to introspect and connect. So as the Torah calls us, as we go out, we notice our human tendency to do battle, to engage in conflict, to disparage, to blame. We notice that humans cause great pain to each other as we struggle to grow and be. And when the Mishnah speaks of sins between one person and another, it's not only talking about theft and crimes and the like, but also the types of sins that cause separation between one person and another, such as transgressing laws, like do not hate your fellow in your heart. And when it says, this is all based on the early Mish- the Mishnah teachings about uh Yom Kippur. And when the Mishnah speaks of um It says, until the one who has done wrong appeases the other, because you have to uh, appease our sins with God between ourselves and God and then ourselves and others. And so until the one who has done wrong appeases the other, that means until there is real love and peace between them, as our sages taught, love your neighbor as yourself. That is the greatest principle of the Torah. And so here we are on this eve of Rosh Hashanah prepared to ask what, what pain has resulted from my words, from my actions, from my silences? With whom do I need to make amends? Where should I seek repair? And we ask these questions with kindness and compassion, with the understanding that we're complex human beings and that we get distracted and confused and lost. And so tonight I welcome all of us into this this talking storytelling circle. Let's seek repair in ways that are true for us and may our mending bring healing to each other and to the world. And then as um, Henry said, we want to start with some storytelling, um, some very typical 1LA storytelling, but it's not so typical. We've had listening sessions about what we're doing today, these kinds of Zoom meetings weekly during the pandemic in which we've talked um, to people about feeling hopeless about COVID and hopeless about, like, our human discourse. And from that arose, the first story I want to tell, and then Nancy will tell another, is what arose from this discourse about the COVID initiative in South LA and the San Gabriel Valley. When COVID um, vaccinations became available citywide in early 2021, um, I, for example, went to Dodger Stadium after my daughter spent lots of time online getting me a, an appointment. Um, and, but for many people, particularly people living in South LA and the San Gabriel Valley, primarily Latino communities, they were not able to access the, the vaccinations because of documented technology limitations or word obligations. So one LA, hearing these stories in partnership with Supervisor Holly Mitchell and the LA County Department of Health, as well as St. John's Clinic, highlighted a vaccination strategy in communities where people lived. We canvassed the neighborhoods of two institutions, St. Bridget and the St. San Gabriel Mission, in which were used as vac- vaccination sites. Over 5,000 people were vaccinated and then followed up and boosted and boosted again. And the county used our pilot project to bring local vaccination clinics to the people who needed them most throughout the county. The entire pilot project strategy started by listening to people's stories
8: and frustrations about not being able to get vaccinated. Nancy. Thanks, Paula. In May, 1LA as a whole held a candidate forum in person. That was a big deal, our first in-person. 350 leaders of our institutions showed up at St. Bridget Catholic Church in South LA to hear the candidates for County Supervisor District 3 and for Los Angeles Mayor. Now, most people have a vision in their heads of what a candidate forum looks like, but I want you to just erase all of that because our version is different. It consists of first having pre-meetings with candidates, so they know what to expect. We're, we're not interested in gotcha at all. We then present our issues to the candidates that day during through the storytelling of our members, their lived experiences of issues with housing, healthcare, mental healthcare, and the economy. We ask the candidates to respond individually. It's not a debate. Our goal is to create a relationship with whoever wins and to show them the power of organized people. Our ask is always further conversations from them.
5: Denise?
2: Okay. So, as you just heard, with both of those stories, they illustrate not only some of the things we do, but sort of the why and the how. And it grows up very organically through the relationships that we develop. Um, WinLA is made up of Catholic churches, Black churches, Hispanic churches, Protestant churches, a bunch of different synagogues, um, and then various nonprofits. There's a theater group, there's a homeless alliance. There's a huge collection of different people bringing different perspectives and voices. Um, and many of us wouldn't naturally connect with each other in our daily lives, but when we do, it's like amazing. And I think it's going to be even more amazing when we can do it more in person. Um, so those two stories that you heard are, I think, just kind of the inspiration also for what we want to do tonight, which is build some bridges here at Bethon, get to know each other here at Bethon, and things that we might not know about each other, doesn't have to be political. Um, the vision that kind of was guiding this whole event is a project by this guy, Dave Isay. He's from NPR, and he has a project called, called StoryCorps. He goes around recording oral histories all over the country, and he did a special project um, during the Trump years, bringing, quote-unquote, red and blue people together. And they go into a little booth, and they discuss something and it gets recorded, and then they come out and they share their reflections. And they don't go in there to talk about politics. Sometimes it comes up, but sometimes they talk about chili recipes or where they grew up or their favorite ballpark or all kinds of things. And the idea is that we're all way more connected. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I'm allergic. Um, but we're way more connected than we often focus on. Um, and then even when we, where we're different or divergent, it doesn't have to be combat. It can be like, wow, how interesting. And what can we learn? And what can we share? So that's what we're about tonight. That's what we're here for. And that's what we're going to hopefully do in the different breakout rooms and then going forward, bonding with each other and growing.
1: So Denise just mentioned breakout rooms, and I'm in the middle of trying to create them. Uh, so, um, give me another moment or two because I'm new to this. And, um. Andrew, are you doing three? I'm doing three. Yes. The joys of, of, uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's, there's good and there's bad, right?
5: I might have missed it. Did we get our instructions for the breakout rooms already?
1: So maybe that's a point. We should talk about that. Um, we're going to be asking two questions. Um Paula, could you could you do me a favor and kind of walk them through that while I think about this? Because I can't do both at once.
9: Yeah. I can do the breakout rooms too if you
1: want. I just That's okay. Pardon. I'm almost done with that. Pardon me? I'm almost done creating them. I just need you to So, so we have
9: um we have two questions that we'd like you to uh, think about. There's some funky sound. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think Gary. I think you might need to mute. Okay. Because it gives feedback. So we 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 have um, a couple questions. I've had a hard time at putting stuff in the chat, so I have no idea why. But where where do you can you think of a time recently where you felt helpless, like helpless, um, and where. Do you find you can't be your best? And then if we have time, where have you found sacred space recently? And what brings you joy and meaning? So where can you be, you can't be your best, in a time where you felt helpless?
1: Okay, you're going to get an invitation to a room. Please accept it. And we'll meet back in about, um, let's say, 12 minutes. So welcome back, everybody um gary why don't you why don't you um check around to see what various people had to say in their breakout rooms you need to unmute gary otherwise it won't work
3: oh, i'm sorry i i I don't know about you but we were um group one what could have gone for an hour hmm. more it was a fascinating discussion and we only just touched the surface and what i was curious is um uh, how there's four ba- three breakout sessions I was just curious if somebody wants to volunteer for the first second and third ones well how was your um how would you you know when did, when, would you like to express what happened are you um are people were people talking people expressing what they what they wanted they want to share what they what they said you don't have to say that Susie did this, but you can do it somebody spoke about this or somebody spoke about that
2: so in our breakout room um it was pretty personal. Um, and I felt like that was really beautiful. It, it, it didn't have, Tyson, you have a cat. Oh my God, that's so cute. Um, I can't think now. Anyway, it, it was a great break. I, I love animals. Um, oh my God. So so we shared, you know, just, just kind of struggles that people are going through. Um, and I think one thing that stands out to me is, you know, one person shared, something they're going to through and then two or three others have similar things going on and it's you know like like it's just life you know everybody's connected and I and I think a lot of times we don't talk about you know you're trained don't talk about this don't talk about that and then everyone thinks they're the only one or or even if they don't think it they just feel it you know and so this was just really nice to just have those moments of connection
1: someone from anybody
7: else all right, in our group, it was very similar. We shared um, some personal stories, a lot of it uh, concerned feeling helpless and not being able to fix things. You always want to be able to, you know, make something healthy or fix this problem or do that. And feeling helpless these days, I think, is a fairly common thought amongst people. But I think just talking about it and seeing that everybody was in similar positions, like Denise said, was helpful.
3: What were some of the situations that caused people to be helpless?
7: Sometimes it was people who her loved ones who were ill. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, some of it was about getting caught in scams. Today, the difference between technology being very helpful, like tonight, and being a source of very great stress and problems in our society as well two of the main ones if I've forgotten somebody someone
8: else can I think in our group there was a, a lot of talk of feeling helpless surrounding the um, isolation of COVID um, that that you know was a really general feeling right like people isolated and and although the programs through technology whether it was Zoom or whether it was you know something here at Beth-om, um were helpful People still felt pretty helpless with the isolation and loneliness.
10: I would like to add yeah. something really quickly to what Nancy said. Um what was brought up um I think by by Barry in our group was that uh was that what one of the benefits of Zoom is that it forces people to listen. You're muted, you have to listen. And what struck me was the flip side of that, which is if you know that you have the floor and you're going to talk for even one, two, or three minutes, it's amazing how much people just open up and tell something that you might not otherwise hear in a in hundred interactions with them, uh, social-type interactions. So I appreciate whether it's it's hearing about financial issues, issues with a, with a young child speaking, what, whatever it might be. Um, uh, uh, it, it was it was really wonderful to hear people completely open up
3: anything else anybody wants to share did anybody mention about anything that brought them joy
12: grandkids
3: that's true
12: Bethom Evening Minion and Betham LO Learning Series thank you Avi5 for working long days mm-hmm. yeah I don't think we had enough time to really get to the second part I think
9: we really mainly focused on the first part that's true Another good reason to get together again. Yes, right.
4: <laughs> but it was the joy that we could be together and and trust each other and open up. I I loved seeing you. I, I can't. The early
6: morning is a little difficult for me because of my back. I don't get up so early. But I love seeing you. And Lori, that I I know that's a picture, but that is the one of the world's greatest pictures of you. Gosh, that smiling face. Are you there? Are you still there? Or is it just a picture? Anyway, (laughs) it's a wonderful picture. I, um, many, 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 many years ago, many years ago, maybe about 40, I, uh, Abe and I were married 50, uh, 55 years. Well, I read this book about how to keep a relationship alive. And they said, uh, one of the things you should do is maybe have a blind date uh with your partner. So, Abe at that time wasn't Shabbat observant. Nope. The, uh, I'll be quiet. Anyway, I arranged a blind date with my husband. We were talking about learning about different things. And on this blind date, I learned that he'd always wanted to be an author, a playwright, something I didn't know. So what I'm agreeing with, Avi, that there are things that when you just pretend you don't know somebody and you start talking to them, that they do open up to you. So that's you,
1: it. Do you want to um, continue from here? Who are you talking so, to? Me? Yeah. yeah sure. A- sure. So we've used
8: the name Went Away a lot. We've talked a lot about, some of us have talked about our belonging to it for a long time, but, you know, we haven't really talked about what it is. And When LA IAF is a network of diverse religious and nonprofit institutions. We're all across LA County. Um, that means we're churches and synagogues and schools and nonprofits and healthcare centers who are committed to building relational power. And exercising that power to strengthen our communities and bring about a more just society. So we really do believe in building strong relationships like we're doing tonight within our community, right? Within our institution, but then also across. So those of us who are involved, you know, have friends in St. Bridget's Church or Holy Name or, you know, in one of the nonprofits. And then we equip our members with leadership and organizing skills. And we act powerfully together on concrete issues that affect all of us in our communities. So we raise our own money through membership dues. And we really do deliberate and make democratic decisions. So the issues that we work on are really issues that come from inside of our institutions. They don't come from someplace up on high. We teach and practice a culture of learning, reflection, and action. We are nonpartisan, and we don't accept any government money. So we have the freedom to act on the interests and values of our members, not someone else's interests. We do not endorse candidates. We evaluate ourselves based on whether we are creating a more just society, whether we're developing leaders, and whether we're building power. We're affiliated with the Industrial Areas Foundation, which is the oldest and largest national organizing and leadership development network in the United States, and also with the part of it that's the West-Southwest IAF. So. Okay, coming up,
4: actions. The and the next. Someone has a question, it looks like. I'm happy to take one. Okay, well, I just wanted to add a little history. Those of you that are with me all the time have probably heard me say this. One LA is the Industrial Arts Foundation. It's derived from the work that Saul Alinsky did in Chicago, in the neighborhood called Back of the Yards, which was back of the Union Stockyards, stockyards. And I take pride in that in <laughs> being a Chicago, but it started with people solving a problem. They got together and Solinsky figured out how to how to help them and help them help themselves. And I think we learned that from being involved in this. We think, oh we couldn't do that. But together somehow we
8: can. Thanks, Miriam. So 1LA has some upcoming actions that you may want to be involved in. We are continuing to develop our relationships and power in our October actions, and we're calling it a three-part action. The first part, although not the one that will happen first, probably is with our county supervisor candidates in district three and if you're like me, I'm suddenly in district three I was not before um and we're going to be doing this hopefully in the valley and the two candidates are Lindsay Horvath and Bob hertzberg we um Barry did you have a question
5: or Kathy? Uh, I, I i do um uh, I was under the impression that the agenda for this meeting, which drew my attention to be here, was an effort to bring members uh, from different viewpoints together and have some opportunity uh, to share our differences and find some way to discover commonality. I I felt that most of tonight's meeting was an explanation of 1LA and what it does. Uh, I'm disappointed that it did not accomplish um, what I expected.
8: I'm sorry that you feel that way. Um, Part of our sharing during our House meeting was to begin to develop those kinds of relationships with each other. Um, it can't be done in one night. And we plan for sh- definitely to have more listening times, more house meetings like this at Temple Beth so that we can continue to have conversations with each other. And Barry, you're such
4: a creative person. Why don't you send us some of your ideas that you would like to see in the future?
5: Well, one, one way to do this is members of- one way to do this, members of tonight, might list one or two subjects that they would like to see a discussion on, and then choose one or two of those for the next meeting, and facilitate um, discussion from multiple perspectives on those subjects. That's
2: exactly what happens in the 1LA meeting. So you should definitely show up because if you're there and you chime in, your issues will get to the table.
1: But, but Barry's point is that within, within Betham, we could be doing that as well. And we should be because that's also something that, to be frank, is one of our weaker parts as part of the Temple Betham piece of 1LA. We're extremely engaged at the at the city and county level. We're pretty well engaged at the state level. Even we're not working so well within Betham as much as we'd like to, and so that's part of what the beginning of tonight is about as well.
8: Thanks. Thank you. Um,
5: Thank
1: you. Thanks.
8: The other, t- so we're going to have once again a meeting with the county supervisors. They. Can I ask one thing? We're not ignoring you, Barry, or anybody else.
9: It's there's a. There's just a process that we're going to go through. There are ways in which to become involved. And, and I really appreciate one that you're here and two that you share that concern that you want more discussion again about things that divide, that you, you perceive to divide us. And, and I, I like the idea of having you know, another house meeting on a particular subject that really concerns you. And I know that the core 1LA team, you know, would help facilitate that conversation. So I I just w- didn't want it to be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Goodbye. But it really is a good idea. And we can follow through with that.
8: Thank you. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Nancy. I'm sorry. That's quite okay. Um, it's exciting to think that more people would want to get involved with us. Um, in having these conversations within our institution. So I do appreciate that. Um, so that just back to what we're going to do briefly um, is to have those conversations again with the candidates for supervisor because they control tremendous budgets and uh, affect all of us in the county of Los Angeles. And then we're having two individual meetings with Rick Caruso and Karen Bass, so that we can have a um, a more intense, deeper conversation with each one of them. Um, we've talked about wanting to have a civic academy on the election, which would be on probably on propositions. Um, and coming up, there is a that statewide meeting uh, in Fresno, which is going to be for all of the California. Um, IAF groups on the California economy, which really underpins a lot of our issues.
6: do we have uh, something uh, similar to the women uh, League of women voters when we discuss the uh, all the propositions on the ballot
1: so our, our goal that- our goal would be to have some kind of what we call a civic academy which is which is getting people together to learn about what the issues are. Uh, on the election, I don't know how extensive we'll be on that, frankly, because we have so much on our list. And I think there's a lot of propositions. I haven't looked at the details on the ballot yet, but we're going to try to at least um, try to look at what the ballot measures are and do a little bit of decoding on what they actually are for or against, because sometimes they're worded in a way that aren't very clear. Um, but we, we do want to spend some time on that. So look for that coming up. Um, we're also going to try to have a Sukkot event, uh, probably again dealing with thematically with affordable housing in, in our world in LA. Um, we also are hoping to have another one of those uh, fund slash fundraisers like we did last year uh, with our um, with our uh, music um, night that we did. had, and we. We'll continue to be doing ongoing what we call research actions, which are investigations with experts in um, institutions that provide services with county uh, and city agencies that are supposed to administer and provide these services and with the elected officials around things like housing, homelessness, and mental health, uh, which are the main topics that we've been focusing on lately. So with all of that on the agenda, um, there's plenty to do. And what we just will tell you is we'll keep posting the information in Beth, um, um, you know, emails and so forth. Feel free to contact <laughs> any of us on the steering team, the, the uh, core team here. We'd love to uh, get you more information or help you get hooked in on any of those things if you have an interest. Where would the meetings uh, with the uh, mayoral
6: candidates
1: uh, be? Right now, those meetings, we're going to shoot for having them in person. Um, many of our meetings are over Zoom, so it kind of depends on the nature of the meeting and so forth. So we we can help you understand the difference between those uh, as, as they come up case by case. Um, we're trying to get back to in-person where we think it's safe uh you know to do it
6: responsibly what site were you thinking about that's what i'm asking and at what time i'm sorry what was the question again what site were you thinking about what place and at what time
1: so the the county supervisor meeting will be in the valley we i don't know this the actual location yet and we haven't determined the locations for the other two meetings. Northridge middle school. Oh, we have a, a place? Northridge middle school.
9: Okay. Sunday afternoon, October twenty third.
1: Oh, so we know for the that's for the county.
9: Yeah, we're just waiting on we have Lindsay Horvath confirmed and we're waiting on uh Senator Hertzberg.
1: Okay. And then we need we need to find locations, I think, for the two mayors. I think we have a, a tentative date for uh, Mr. Caruso, and we're still trying to work through the details with, uh, with Ms. Bass. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am, Los Angeles, go to TBA.
9: LA.org.